this is P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things we love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Oh my gosh, Shelby, I don't know if you've heard of this song yet, but it, it was just so catchy and it's been stuck in my head. It's called like seven palm trees, six stairs, five holes in the lattice. Yeah. That's catchy. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift's newest. Taylor Swift did. She wrote it and released it on March 2nd because that was the day that there was a stamp on her calendar. Isn't it great that you had your eye out for it though? Like, like <laughs> we can we got you you know <laughs> is that was that the plan the entire internet was convinced including you know me and obviously you that something was going to happen <laughs> no and we all we all watched we all waited with bated breath to see what would happen so i will say this her feed is clearly being like transitioned right you know how when a woman decides she wants a new look to her feed they just changed the filters and the coloring. So now she's up to six photos in the similar similar filters. What? So something so it's a new era. New era is upon us. TS seven's coming. We just we just <laughs> chomped the chomping to the bit a little too too fast. But you know, mm. here we are. Wow. <laughs> she did do a magazine though. So that's something. We were on to something. Did the magazine come out on the second? <laughs> Um no. <laughs> oh, okay. But so it came ne- out never mind. That week. <laughs> and she always wow. does a magazine cover before doing new music. So TS7 it's coming. Just uh you heard it here first sometime in the next uh 10 months or so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I had more people come up to me uh this week and be like I was listening to your podcast and 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 what was going on with that Taylor Swift stuff <laughs> that I've ever had anyone come up and talk that to me about something before. That is not true. That is 100%. No, it's I had not. I had five different people be like five. the Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> I mean not like not like this was a horrible podcast that came up. They were like I was like laughing. I could not I, I like I couldn't handle how crazy it was. So Yeah, it's amazing. It's the a, fans it's a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Um, okay, I have a review for the for the yes! podcast. Do they mention my Taylor Swift love again? Or it? it they do not. Thank oh, goodness, uh, okay. because we don't. If that's in the reviews, then you know it could scare people <laughs> off. I think so. Yeah, best yeah, yeah. best that's to leave fair. that out. Uh, this review is titled "The Epitome of Fry Yay," and it's by <laughs> O Shribes and. It says, well, five stars, obviously, of course, obviously. and it says this podcast has become part of my Friday morning ritual coffee with a side of Shelby Matt and the sugary sweet goodness that is a week in pop culture. What yes. a treat. Oh, it is a treat. Tea time. I love it. Yeah, we're just, are you looking for uh, <laughs> lunatic theories? We have them. Are you looking for Matt's complaint about Oscar Minutia? It's here. Yes, All yes. the great stuff that a you're hungry for. for. Everyone. I know. <laughs> it's a good week, though, too, because, um, well, I just want to start us off. I've been so excited to give everyone an update on the Chloe, Jordan, Tristan scandal oh, yes. of our of our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically where we left it last time is there were all these, Jordan was outed as having an affair with Tristan yes. and she was going cheated, on cheated. the red table. 
Yes, she went on the red table, which is Jada Pinkett Smith's like Facebook live show or whatever. And so it turns out Jordan is like a family friend of the Smiths. Like, like I guess oh. their dads, their dads were friends. So Will Smith and Jordan's dad were friends. And so Jordan became BFFs with Jaden and Jaden introduced Jordan to Kylie because they were friends. So, so that's how we got this BFF duo to begin with is the Jaden connection. So okay. Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, they throw their backs behind Jordan. They're like, we support you. Like everyone makes mistakes. This is part of growing up, but like, we know you aren't what people are painting you as is like this home record and whatever. Cause she says that nothing really happened. She was just like yes. sitting on the, the arm of his chair and, right. and like kissed him on the head or something. Yes. <laughs> well, no, cause there were all these rumors that she gave him a lap dance, that they went to his bedroom to hook up, that she slept the night. But what she said on the round table was just like, we were hanging out at his house at this after party and I was just sitting on the arm of the couch that he was sitting on. And so our legs were like, crossed over each other or whatever and then after the party was over and he walked her out she says that he kissed her on the lips and she was like what and left and wasn't sure what to do but what's most juicy is that she refers to Tristan as Chloe's ex and describes this party where they were at Tristan's house which according to like the relationship Chloe has put on is that they live together when he's in LA, but obviously he had his own house at this point. So there are now rumors that they had been broken up when he kissed her, but Chloe's just betrayed because obviously it would suck that your family friend hooked up with your baby daddy, no matter what your relationship status was. But after the red table aired, Chloe got on Twitter and like exploded. And she was like, if you're 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 a liar, why didn't why'd you go public instead of calling me? By the way, you are the reason my family broke up, <laughs> which is just wild, like just crazy sexism to just blame this poor woman when your baby daddy is the one who's been having these horrible dalliances throughout your relationship. And she eventually backtracked on that and came out with an apology that was like, Jordan's not to blame. Tristan is. I'm sorry. I'm really emotional, but it hurt to be betrayed by someone so close to me. So it's all basically like weird because most of the internet is on like Team Jordan where they're like, stop vilifying this girl. Like if her version of events is true, then like the Kardashians are just blowing it way out of proportion and they're being scandalous and hypocritical because almost every single one of the Kardashians has been involved in some sort of shady, almost cheating scandal. I mean, like Chloe hooked up with Tristan when Tristan's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend was pregnant with his child. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> so it's all a little bit of kettle calling the pot black. So Basically, it's just like a mess still. And everyone unfollowed Jordan except Kylie. Kylie's still following her on Instagram. So there's some hope there. Yeah. So I have so many questions about this. (laughs) I know. Number one. So I have questions from both sides. One. Jordan, why are you going to this party? And also then why are you like sitting on the arm of this chair? (laughs) I can count on probably one hand the number of people I have like sat on the same chair with in the last, <laughs> you know, however, like year. It, I don't, yeah. I mean, maybe this is something that she does all the time and she's just a flirty person, but I sort of feel like, okay, you're clearly leading 
Like if you don't like somebody, you're not like sitting on their chair. So that's strange to me. And why is she at the party at this house? But then on the other side, did the Kardashians not check any of this out with Jordan before like blowing up on social media? Did they not ask her like, hey, we heard this thing about you? Or they just saw somebody tweet something and were like, that's it. She's done. (laughs) Well, Jordan says that she told Chloe and Kylie that she was at the house party. But she didn't tell them about the kiss because she didn't want to hurt Chloe's feelings or whatever. And then people at the party or whatever said that, oh, Jordan hooked up with Tristan. And so that's when it started happening. And Chloe just ignored Jordan's calls, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, something shady is going on. And it's just like, it's a messy situation for sure. (laughs) But it was just like, it was just like interesting how the how like Tristan was photographed with girls after this event and was just like going on his merry way. Whereas Jordan was being like crucified for this, even though there were such shady facts that no one's really sure what happened, but we'll see, I guess on next season of the Kardashians probably. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How much of this is like, (laughs) I don't think that they, I don't think that they stage things, but I think that they realize when they can like hype up something that isn't that big of a deal. (laughs) yeah for sure which is what's going on in this situation okay speaking (laughs) of weird messy relationships can we touch down for five seconds on the hot mess that is pete (laughs) davidson and now somehow or another he is in a relationship with kate beckinsale who's who up till this point i thought seemed like a halfway normal sane person and also is like 45 and yet they were caught Full on making, making out, out at this yeah. basketball game while, yeah. <laughs> and they were somehow also sitting next to what is it, Anthony, Anthony. from from Queer Eye <laughs> Queer. From the, for the straight guy. So I I'm like, what <laughs> what was this basketball game? How did these two people meet? Like, why are they together? Yeah. And Kate, like, what are you doing with Pete Davidson? I don't understand. Big energy, you know, that's why they wrote articles about it. Is like there's something about him that is just drawing these women to him. But what is it? Because he is so weird. He's not His funny. Big dick He's energy. not smart. <laughs> like you can find that in a better looking package. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're volunteering as tribute. You're like, hey Kate. <laughs> With Kate Beckett's not really. Yeah. She's beautiful. He's so lucky. I mean it is a weird relationship. And at first I thought it was just sort of one hookup and they're done but it is weird that they keep finding each other and getting more and more public so i don't know i mean he's not even like rich or i mean she so has to know. be like double his age yes it, yeah, ha- yeah, it yeah. has to be close that yeah, that I is weird so. that's too much <laughs> you know yeah well do you do say the same about like george clooney and amal or is this just a is this just a cougar thing you're against no, 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 no. That that is that is also weird. But there is a difference in that George Clooney and Amal are both attractive. Where in this situation, <laughs> one of them is clearly not. He must just be a funny guy to be around. You know, there must not be on SNL. He's not. <laughs> so I don't know where this humor is. I don't know, but he loved the movie The Mule. So you're more like Pete Davidson than you'd care to admit. So just keep that. Because we liked one of the same movies. (laughs) Is that all it takes? That's it. 
I mean, you and friends. I both like the Lego movie too. So that means that we're basically <laughs> the same person. And then by the one of those like transitive properties or whatever, you're the same person as Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I don't this think is, that math This is top notch math. Think, yeah, I yeah. think it does. Okay. <laughs> well, so yeah, Pete, what's the there. next story? <laughs> Well, um, this is hot off the press and it, it relates back to the Kardashians, but Kylie was officially inaugurated as the youngest self-made billionaire. We've done this story before, haven't we? Where she no, was, it this was came rumored. out before. Yeah. No, this was like it was like she was close to everyone was like she's going to be a self-made billionaire. Today she cracked the billionaire number so now she's officially oh. dethroned mark zuckerberg as the youngest self-made billionaire so applause and cheers to our hero who showed us that with just a few million to your name you can really make something out of yourself you know i know huh. if, if only someone <laughs> would give me a million dollars i could do something with it probably <laughs> yeah. not but you know i'd Maybe. like to think that i could yeah i believe in you Better to never get the opportunity and then to just be able to tell everybody <laughs> that you could than to have someone actually give me a million dollars and have me flounder with it. <laughs> exactly. uh, another story that is very sad, but I have been oh. fully engaged in all week, is that Luke Perry died at oh, age 52 yes. of a stroke, which is crazy. He's He was on a Beverly Hills 90210, which I never watched. But he's also the dad (laughs) on Riverdale. And he's like, was on my TV however many days ago. And now he's dead, which is so upsetting. I know. It was really sad. It's always like, obviously, anytime anyone dies, it's sad. But it's really sad. One, when it's a surprise. And two, when they're so young. And you're just like, wait a second. I I wasn't emotionally prepared for this. And like... I don't even like Riverdale, but it's still weird to think of the show without him or, you know. Well, no, you do. You do like Riverdale. <laughs> you, you know, everybody likes Riverdale. There's nobody who doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And he and he seems, by all accounts, to be such a great guy, too. You know, yeah. nobody's like, oh, well, God. It's like, <laughs> no, everybody seems like they loved him. What I, my sister and I were texting about this, like, what are they going to do on the show? I mean, clearly they're yeah. going to have to kill him off in some way, but how are they going to do that in a way that's not you know like horrific i mean yeah yeah well it's one thing if somebody just leaves the show and then you feel like you can kill him off however you want but when he dies and he's so (laughs) well respected they can't just you know have like the gargoyle king you know shoot him in the night or something like there has to be a more like poignant end to him you know but also he's not there to shoot it so they it has to be off camera it's like finn in glee dying it's just like so sad you don't know how to really deal with it or move past it so i wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that where they just kind of you watched glee and you're (laughs) and you're throwing shade at riverdale oh yeah a hundred percent glee i mean i gave up on glee before finn died so i watched like the first three seasons i guess but glee has a structure to it it exists in a universe with rules and characters does it yes (laughs) the rule is guys this week we're all gonna be singing britney spears songs in the hallway did you watch glee i watched the the same six episodes that everybody watched until it went off the deep end halfway through season one you did not get to talk about shows that go off the deep end when you're out here standing for riverdale a show where a 15 year old girl does a striptease in front of her mother and boyfriend's dad so that she can join the gangster squad okay 
That was that was a town ritual, Shelby, <laughs> and she felt like she didn't, and then she felt upset for doing it later. It's very grounded. It's very grounded yeah, material. Yeah, for sure, no, the reason for why sure. Riverdale is great is because it's always been off the deep end. Where <laughs> Glee was like trying, and then it didn't work. You know? Yeah. Well, it was still sad when Finn died. So I imagine okay. they'll just work it in somehow like that. So watch that episode if you need some pointers and riverdale does have music they could still do a song tribute just like they did on glee so <laughs> yeah they'll um, sing I seasons a... of love and it'll be great yes i have another story um okay. this is a quick one steven spielberg is coming out of his cave to ask the academy to ban movies from netflix from being nominated for oscars yes yes so I... do you have any thoughts on that or well, so the thing that it, the key here is that traditionally for the Oscars, there's been a certain like window that your film has to play in theaters in order to qualify to be uh, up for the Oscars, like straight to DVD type right. things can't qualify for the Oscars. It has to be in theaters. So they get around it by, you know, like putting it in five theaters for like, you know, this period in New York or California or whatever. And that's how Netflix has been doing it up till now to get their movies in. But Steven Spielberg and a bunch of other people in Hollywood are like, hey, look, we want to preserve the like movie theater experience. If all of these movies are just going to be in on Netflix and you have to think that in years in the future, once Amazon and Disney Plus and these other platforms get their things up and running as well, that there'll be movies, lots of movies that are come on streaming that basically aren't in theaters. And he's saying, well, I want to change the rules so that either Netflix has to put their movies in theaters as well as on their streaming platform, or they can't be nominated for an Oscar. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I sort of feel like he's missing the like the, <laughs> the key here is that times are changing and the movie theaters right. need to adapt in order to come up with the reason why people want to still go to the movie theaters and not try well, to block it's not Netflix even from the, what they're doing. It's not even the movie theaters deal. It's like production companies and major studios are not making these movies. And so they go to someone like Netflix to get like Roma to be made, you know, because no one's going to shop a black and white film Spanish film with no known stars to major studios and expect like a long theater run, you know? So it's like, right. One, you have to understand that like studios are distracted by big franchises, big names, really loud flash in the pan movies. And they're ignoring these more artistic pieces. But also it's like, none of the people who are in the Academy are going to the movie theater to watch their, academy nominees you know what i mean like they're getting screeners and they're watching them from the comforts of their homes because they're too like big to go to the movie theaters you know what i mean yeah That's yeah just, like, it so is ironic. ironic to me yeah that like, everybody when was the last time steven spielberg went to a movie theater you know i like would love to know when he last went to a movie I mean, I'm sure he goes to the premieres that are in movie theaters, but other than okay. that, yeah, I, I doubt a ton. The, yeah. the thing that I keep coming back back to is like I work in publishing and bookstores have been struggling, but that's because bo- Amazon comes out and bookstores don't do anything to try to compete against it they're like well like we're gonna stand true to what we have (laughs) believed in and then they these chains just get picked off and i think that the best thing for movies like movies were up last year more people went to see them 
because MoviePass and AMC Stubbs came out and you saw that these smaller movies like Won't You Be My Neighbor and American Animals did so much better last year than they had done in the past. And I think that's because people want to go to the movie theaters. It's just so expensive. So if you come up with Mm -hmm. a better option, that'll work. The reason why people have Netflix is because they can watch (laughs) basically unlimited material. And most people don't have to pay for it because you can (laughs) glom off of like some relative or like your dead grandma's ex-cousin, you know, like whoever. So... The movie theater chains and the studios and the production companies just need to come up with a business model that gives people at home more access to things while they can still go to the movie theater to compete with Netflix, which is just putting stuff in your home. And the other thing that I don't understand is like, yes, Netflix has some original content, but a lot of the stuff on Netflix is glommed from the production companies. If, If Universal or Fox or whoever was like, hey we're going to be done with Netflix. Like we're not letting you have any of our stuff. We're starting our own platform or, you know, whatever. Then Netflix wouldn't have such so much power. But the fact that it has all of these shows that it's just like borrowing from other networks is why so many (laughs) people have it. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's it's a great thing. I I, uh, don't want you to give anyone any ideas. You know, I don't, I don't need every studio to come out with their own streaming service. So I mean, it's happening. Fox, <laughs> Fox and Disney have theirs that's coming out. You know, Amazon's is on its way. Yeah. It'll it'll be here soon. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's uh, something we can unpack later. But um, I guess uh, this is a moment for you. This is something I never thought would happen on this podcast. And yes, uh, oh, I my don't gosh. know how we got here, but today we're talking about Survivor. <laughs> Survivor, Survivor, Survivor. Ah, yes. Uh, Believe me, I did not think that we would ever get here either. (laughs) But it just so happened that the gods above looked down on my plight and said, you know what? We're going to give you several weeks of nothing in the movie theaters, of nothing new coming out on television, of no Taylor Swift new music release. And we're going to plop a new season of Survivor right in that window. Yeah, and, we, and here we and are. I, and I was like, Shelby, if you want to do something else that you think people will listen to, like pick a movie, pick a TV show. But the <laughs> fact that there was nothing and there was beautiful old season 38 of Survivor 38. just hanging out here Ooh. meant that, that we had to. We had to do here it. We the are. cosmos yeah. was asking us. Yeah, it's like, what choice did we have? Question, though. So Survivor versus Big Brother. What is your, what's your favorite? Oh, Survivor. Survivor by far. Oh, really? Okay. So this is like your ultimate show. You enter to like go on it, right? This has like been your obsession since I've known you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I love Survivor. (laughs) I started watching it. I, I like have a very vivid memory of I was at my grandma's house down in Florida and it was during the very first season. So back in, I think, 2000. And I know exactly which episode it was. And I was maybe like seven <laughs> or eight. And for whatever reason, it was on the TV, but nobody was watching it. And I was just sitting there on the couch, like with rapt attention at this <laughs> show. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
like I love this. I I want like I was so fascinated by it. But my parents then wouldn't let me watch it because they were like, <laughs> people lie to each other, and also the women are in <laughs> bikinis, and you don't need to be watching that as a child. So I was not allowed to watch it for like years, and I would instead <laughs> call my grandma after the episodes <laughs> aired and get her to like recap the things that happened on the episode. So I wasn't even watching it. So you that's didn't how have obsessed friends, I was. Is, is what I'm hearing is you had no life. And you just watch the survivor through your grandma. Yeah, basically that it took up a lot of time each week, you know, of however many hours talking to my grandma on the phone, getting these recaps took up, Oh, at least three quarters of them. So yeah, I had nothing else going on. Then eventually I think around like age 14 or 15, my parents were like, fine, like you can watch this. And I have watched and, and I have watched every season since I went back and watched all the old seasons. And from the time that I turned 18, I have applied for survivor every frigging single year for it. And I have yet to get a phone call back from them, which is infuriating because I like watch youtube tutorials on like how to make better videos i've watched like past cast members videos that they have submitted i don't understand how they have not even called me back yet yeah i'm gonna need one of those audition tapes if you could just uh send that to me as yeah no uh, social media no 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 no, no, no. we'll build you a cult following and then they'll have to respond that's I'm looking out for you. Is that how it works? Yeah. (laughs) They do stunt cast a couple of like famous people every now and again. So I guess if I did, if I was famous enough. Yeah. They've got to be scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. I mean, it's that's what you would think. (laughs) How many people are still applying to be on this show? I mean, I guess it is like one of the few like competition shows left that has like serious money at the end. So. There's that. Um, but how many years has it been on? Do they do multiple seasons a year? How did they get to season 38? Yeah. So this is season 38. They traditionally do two seasons a year. So it's on in the fall and then it's on in the spring. And both seasons are about like 13 episodes long. Right. So they st- originally the seasons were... Each season was in a new location. So like yeah. Survivor Borneo, Survivor Australian Outback, Survivor Africa. Like they were in different locations. And the show was primarily focused around the survival aspect of it. And right. then as it's gone on, they've sort of like added new twists and added more game type stuff. And it's become less, a lot less focused on the location. Okay. And in the most recent seasons, like for the past, like, I don't know, five years or so, basically they just have a spot in Fiji that they film every <laughs> year. And they just come up with different kinds of like twists or gimmicks for the seasons. Okay. I was going to say, because I remember watching this show when I was like 10 or something like my family would sometimes watch it or we just throw it on and I remember being like having it be a lot more about like them starving to death or freezing because they couldn't start a fire and stuff and I just didn't know if I (laughs) misremembered or not but it sounds like it used to be more about surviving yeah. I mean, the thing with, with Survivor also is that it was a huge phenomenon. Like, it came oh, out yeah. in 2000, and the first, like, two or three seasons literally would have 40 million people watching every episode, which right. is insane. Like, that's numbers that nothing gets. Like, the Oscars don't yeah. get, like, nothing gets anymore. That's how popular it was. And, yeah, so they're, the basic premise of the show, I guess, for people who don't know, <laughs> somehow have managed to get through the past 14 years or whatever without yeah. seeing it, Lucky is that... You 
in the beginning of the season, they take group of strangers or people, um, depending on the season, they have different gimmicks for it, but they split them up onto, onto two tribes and the tribes compete against each other in challenges every week. They're like dropped in some isolated location where they have to sort of like make fire and fend for themselves and build shelter. <laughs> and then every three days, the tribe that loses goes to tribal council and has to vote somebody off of the tribe. <laughs> and then at a certain point in the game, there's the merge where the two tribes join together and then each week yeah and then each week one person wins immunity so they can't be voted out but basically anybody else can and so you just keep going until there's one person and that person wins the million dollars (laughs) okay see this is my takeaway watching this because again i haven't watched it since i was a little girl so the first two episodes are out it seems like with season 38, they've just given up on like expecting new people to watch the show because there was a lot that was not explained. Like there was no like, here's the here's the point of the show and this is what an idol is. And I was just like very confused for a lot of it, wondering what was happening, what why the teams weren't working better together, what an idol was, why weren't people like searching for it? Why were they being so secretive about it? I felt like they should have had some sort of like key for dummies like just being like just like a little tack on the front of the screen that's just like an idol will get you immunity if you find it in the middle of the woods you know yeah yeah because <laughs> you need I was, some context i was legitimately thinking that as i was watching these episodes i was like <laughs> i feel like shelby is not gonna know what is happening because yeah with 38 <laughs> seasons they they have all these different like twists and different ways that you can play the game. And it's really now the show is all about like social dynamics and strategy because you have these people and you have to work together, but you also have to vote them out one at a time. And so it's all about like making alliances and figuring out how (laughs) you're going to like play people off each other to get them to vote somebody else out instead of you. And there's all these different types of strategies of like, who you want to vote out and when you want to vote them out. And it's like (laughs) with 38 seasons, there is a lot of stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah. And so everyone on the show is a fan of the show. They've either watched it. They've either been on it. And I, I mean, before we get into the logistics of this crew itself, my one remaining question about why the show works the way it does why do they wear the clothes that they wear when they arrive at a tropical island? Do you know what I mean? Like someone was in a sports jacket. Someone was in like a sweater wrapped around their shoulders looking very like Ham- I mean, Hamptons like. So it's like, why weren't they showing up in their sports bras and like athletic wear? You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yes. This is a very interesting (laughs) question. So, originally they were. Like, I think the first season was sponsored by, like, Reebok or Nike Uh or something. And so everybody showed up, like, head to toe in Reebok survival gear. (laughs) And they were in that the whole whole season. But then there was a season somewhere in there, maybe like six or seven, where they had this idea of what if we took the survivors out, like pretending that it's a press day and they're doing a photo shoot. (laughs) So we're going to like dress them up like they would in normal life. We're going to take them out to do a photo shoot. And then mid like photo shoot, we're just going to leave them there. And that will be the beginning. And they'll just have the clothes that they're wearing. (laughs) And I think that people really liked the fact that like, oh, if you're a businessman, you're in business attire. You had like people in all different kinds of outfits. And like one man had like really heavy jeans on and so he like (laughs) 
so he really couldn't wear them at all because they were just so heavy and it was so hot. So he had to use like fabric from some bag to like make himself a skirt and basically wore this weird like handmade skirt the whole season. It's very strange. <laughs> so anyways, now what they do is based on, you know, kind of like your job and your livelihood, they sort of like pick out a wardrobe for you and then that's I what see. you have to wear. So if like <laughs> if you're nerdy, you're getting a sweater vest and glasses. You know, if you're like a Wall Street person, you're in a in a like a blazer if you're a farmer you know you're gonna be an overall so they pick the outfit and then it's a little bit easier i think for the viewers mainly to figure out like oh that's the person who's the you know they all get down to their underwear pretty fast it's like they all should have picked way the men are just wearing these saggy baggy gross looking (laughs) pairs of underwear i just wish they had picked better at some point they'll get it at some point they get their bathing suits as like a reward and then it's a lot better but yeah Yeah, yeah, the first couple episodes are always (laughs) really bad because nobody's tan yet like no (laughs) like everybody's pasty white and also everybody's at like their fattest and (laughs) they are in these gross like underwear but then as the season goes on they like lose weight and get tan and get bathing okay, suits. So okay. by the end, they're like looking a lot it gets better. better. Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, let's so. get into this um, season, I guess. This season is called Edge of Extinction. And the gimmick, as far as I can tell, is that instead of being voted off and being sent home immediately, anyone who is voted off can choose to go to another part of the island where they have to survive on the edge of extinction and will then have another chance to win, though we don't know quite how that will play out or what that will look like. So is that the only gimmick that's really different this year? Yeah, yeah, basically. So usually, yeah, you get voted out and you're done and you don't have a second chance. And I think that this this season they are really sort of going back to people who were like gosh in the early seasons they had to survive and so the losers go to this real desolate looking island that has like (laughs) nothing on it and it's like well you can hang out here for as long as you want and at some point in the future we're not going to tell you when you'll have some sort of opportunity to get back in the game but they don't know when right now there's only one person out there on the island because it's the person who got voted out in the first episode and she's like i don't know if anybody else is coming i don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) so i think that that is a little bit more of the survival aspect the only other twist is that most seasons are either all new people or all returnees and this Uh season has four people who have played before who are coming back sort of as like coaches or something like they're on the teams and can be voted out but they're there i don't i don't know why they decided to mix up these like old (laughs) these four old contestants with a bunch Mm. of new contestants but that's also a gimmick yeah i mean i everyone felt very dramatic about it everyone was like oh what do they call them they're like the returnees or something yeah the returnees and everyone's like oh do we vote them off immediately do we vote them off blah 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 is it more exciting for you to watch this like talkie talkie strategy that feels really like performative or <laughs> am I just like, I just feel a little out of the loop on everything. So it all feels like, why are you guys overthinking this? Like just chill out for a minute and just win a couple rounds and then worry about what these retire returnees are going to do. You know, I just, I don't get it. I don't get their strategy. I feel like I'm missing something. Well, the the problem is, is that 
they are strategizing based on like 38 seasons worth of things that have (laughs) happened and people who have done things well and people who have done things poorly. And also the fact that those returnees have played on multiple seasons, some of them. So the, so the new people are like, well, like this guy's really good at challenges. So should we vote him out now or should we let him help our team with the challenges and then try to vote him out later? The the whole game is basically like, which (laughs) threats do you want to keep around long enough to benefit you and which ones do you want to get rid of right away but yeah i could see how i could see how it's like very because they're talking and they know all of these like oh this is an idol and what if this is happening and what if there's an advantage and the merge and the swap and you're like wait what's going on i don't know what's even happening yeah she's like i could be a shield i'm a shield keep me around because yes. i'm a shield yes well so there's like i don't know 20 20 cast members who do you relate to the most yeah, so they're so they're on two tribes this year. I um I really don't like any of the returnees this year. <laughs> Sometimes they pick people oh, okay. who I really love and am excited to see come back, but really all four of them for me are like, meh, I don't know. They're fine. There's right. there's like two of them who are sort of like neurotic nerds who were like good strategists on their season, and then two of them who are more athletes, and I didn't really care for any of them uh i really liked the 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 woman who got voted out on the first night i thought (laughs) she was very entertaining (laughs) so you liked her or you liked her for the drama well i liked her for the drama i mean whether or not people are good at the game of survivor makes me like them like that doesn't factor in as much as i like the personality but i love the fact that she was like this older like kind of feisty woman who was like you're not going to tell me what to do and she heard that people in the tribe were going to thinking about voting her out and she basically had like a threw a fit and it was like shouting at people at the tribal council and not (laughs) helping her case at all and she uh, like easily got (laughs) voted out in the first episode but I was I was there for the for the drama of it all. Yeah. So she's from New York too, right? Rima or Reem or something. Yeah, Reem. I don't know where she's from exactly, but yeah, I liked her. Yeah, that was interesting to me because it was sort of like again they don't give you a lot of time to get to know these people, and there's a lot going on, especially in the first episode because you're meeting everyone. There's a challenge, and then there's the tribal council or whatever. And then people are looking for idols. It was just like, what's happening? Who am I rooting for? Why is everyone talking like they know how to strategize at this point? Because from my perspective, there was literally no rhyme or reason to like who they chose the first day, except the first week, except who they didn't like. And no one liked Reem, but they're all, and I think this is what's annoying about the format is they're all just so passive aggressive because they have to be right. They're strategizing. They're like whispering in little trios and then going over and gossiping about what the other little trio is whispering about. And they're all just kind of like, Oh, like, what do you think we should do? Like, Oh, I don't know. And she moved my clothes and that was really annoying to me. So it was just sort of like, I knew she was going to get voted off. Is it usually that obvious? Because it just seems like the first episode is just... I mean, the first episode, the the people who get voted out first are usually those type of people, like big personalities who get on people's nerves because the the cast members don't really know each (laughs) other yet. And so so I think there is also in these early episodes a little bit of like tiptoeing around and not wanting to make a fuss. But there definitely gets 
to be mo- <laughs> like once sort of alliances solidify and it's like this group of people versus this group of people, then it gets a lot more heated and people right. are like, you know, yelling at each other more. It gets more exciting. And I think also <laughs> when you have a cast that's, you know, 18 people or whatever, some people get a lot of airtime right off the bat. And especially since mm-hmm. there's these returnees this year, like there's a right. lot of focus on them. But as the episodes go and there's gets to be less contestants and you get to spend more time with each of them. I think that you, you learn to like, like people and understand like the strategy of what's going on more. So, right. So, um, did you have favorite? Like, so what did you think overall of watching this? And did you have favorites? Like, did you enjoy parts <laughs> of it? Were there parts of it that or like, did you hate it all? Were you bored? Like, what were your takeaways? No, I mean, it wasn't boring. It wasn't like annoying. It was really, it was like stumbling into a something you weren't really meaning to go to. Like, say I just yeah. wander into an improv hall, you know, and I'm just watching and I'm sort of like, huh, I mean, it. I get it. I get why it entertains so many people. And I like remembered liking it as a kid and remembering why, because it's fun to see him do like the challenges which I think is the part that I liked most because they're just like these weird, oh, yeah. outrageous physical <laughs> feats that they ask them to do that make zero sense. But it's just like, how far can we push you? And um, so, yeah, I mean, I had fun. I think at first I was just sort of like, everyone is in on it except for me. And like everyone on the show has seen every episode of the show. So they're like strategizing in ways that I think they're just kind of like pretending because like what do they know they're just newbies to this dumb show they've been watching forever and so it's sort of like I kind of wish and I don't know if this has been a gimmick in their 38 years but that they just pulled people who have never been on heard of the show (laughs) somehow just have never even seen the show because I think that would help make it more interesting to people like me because Everyone's just like so far ahead of the game for me that it's sort of like, oh, they know how to build fires. They like practice weaving these like palm trees. You know, they learned how to tie rope somewhere and they all know to go wander the woods and look for weird holes to find (laughs) these idols that I guess give you like special, I don't know, gifts or like promises. (laughs) So... I mean, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I th- just wish they, I knew more. I think that the reason why everybody on this season seems to know a lot is because they wanted people who knew who the returnees were so that they could be excited to see them and right. and like be able to talk about what they've done. Most seasons have a peop- have much more of a mix where there's yeah. like some people who have watched everything and some people who know nothing. And you can tell. So the Another thing that I find really <laughs> interesting about the season as a whole is what is called like the evolution of strategy and there's like whole websites and blogs of this where the first season these people show (laughs) up on this island and nobody tells them how they're supposed to vote each other out they just are told like you need to vote out one person each tribal council so in the first season you have people showing up at these tribal councils and they're like 
should we vote out the weakest person? Should we vote out somebody I don't like? Like they're casting votes all which ways. <laughs> One guy was like, I don't want to vote out anybody. So I'm just going to vote alphabetically. So just like went through the alphabet and was like, okay, your name starts with an A. I'm going to vote for you at the first tribal council. Your name starts with a B. I'm going to vote for you at the second tribal council. And it was just such like a hodgepodge. And then sort of like as the seasons have progressed, like by the end of the first season, people were like, oh, if a group of us get together and form an alliance and we have more people than the other ones, then we can decide who goes home. And so they, so there were these unsuspecting people in the first right. season who sort of didn't know what was going on and got picked off like one by one by one by this bigger group who formed an alliance. And then sort of like as you go, the strategy just becomes like more and more complicated to the point where you have now where it is like sort of convoluted and these people get out there on the island and they're thinking of 9,000 different strategies when they don't even know the people (laughs) who are with them yet. Yeah, and I guess that's my follow-up question is like, how real are alliances? Because it seemed like people were just saying what other people wanted to hear and like, do they like make a blood pact where they just won't vote the other one out until the end like is this like hunger games or like or is it just like to feel good during that week I mean, that you have like a mini it can alliance go or something any which way that there are there are alliances where people come together <laughs> and you know early on and decide like hey we're never gonna vote for each other and they never do there's times where people say that and then the next week they're trying to vote each other right. off there's times where one person is like devastated oh, okay. that the other person backstabbed them and has like a lot of emotional baggage like it's all all kind of, <laughs> there was one girl who voted out her mom there was like a season where they were where there was like they were playing in <laughs> pairs of loved ones and this girl realized that in order t- for her to stay in the game longer she needed to vote out her mom so she did it like there's all kinds of crazy and also yeah just to just to touch down really quick <laughs> some of the gimmicks that they have come up with over the years are insane they did one (laughs) season where they split up they had four tribes and each one was a different race so they had white people versus black people versus asian people versus hispanic people on different tribes who won uh an asian man won that season but like the the other thing with the tribes is they mix them up fairly regularly so if you were to watch the next like couple episodes of the season they're gonna like swap all of the people around and so then that's uh oh really so then like more there's more elements to it or whatever <laughs> if, if it wasn't complicated enough so do you like that do you like that it's gotten more complicated is that part of the fun because you have all these podcasts you listen to all these boards you're reading or do you wish it was still more simple like the early season well sometimes they come up with twists that are weird and not i mean they have twi- like casting twists like one year it was like heroes versus healers versus hustlers and it was like people who are heroes like firefighters <laughs> and and marines versus people who are healers who are like doctors <laughs> or like psychiatrists versus hustlers who is like uh-huh. they have like a bellhop and like a bartender like some of the some <laughs> of the gimmick like that stuff is ridiculous and i'm and it, i don't really care either way but some like uh-huh. sometimes they'll come up with twists like game mechanic twists that just really don't work like different types of idols and secret powers that people have and that can be sometimes annoying but i do like that it has become slightly more complicated because in the older seasons you would have a season where it's like okay these six people are going to be an alliance and they just go through and vote out all of these other people in a row and it gets sort of boring because you're like okay i know that it's going to be one of these three people who goes next and now the only drama is like which order are these three people going to get voted out by the bigger group where now 
they have these hidden immunity idols, which you which <laughs> they didn't really show in this episode and these two episodes. Oh, but yeah, like you can find well, and I think they would they'll like explain it more when it's actually like comes into play of somebody right. using it. But you can find them anywhere. They're like hidden all over the place. And you can play it at the tribal council after people have voted but before the votes have read to protect yourself so if you think that other people are going to be voting for you you can play this and then not get any votes but the catch is you have to do it after people have already voted so sometimes you could play it and nobody votes for you and then it's a waste and sometimes you could think oh i think i'm good tonight and everybody votes and you don't play it and then you get voted out so that's like a fun little wrinkle to it and it makes it more strategic because then if you're in an alliance with two people and there's a big alliance that has six people if all six of them vote for you and you play a hidden immunity idol then those votes for you don't count and so then it's whoever the two of you voted that goes home so it makes it more exciting sometimes if there's like a big alliance that sometimes a smaller alliance will still somehow manage to win okay so who do you think is gonna win that's always tricky that there so there's (laughs) In seasons where there are people who return playing against new people, usually somebody who returns wins, which is why in these first two episodes, the new people were like, we got to vote out these returnees, even though they didn't actually vote any of them out. But (laughs) so I think that 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 could be good. But I don't know. I sort of feel like all four of the returnees aren't actually that good at this. So I really liked the um I really liked Victoria, who was like the younger redheaded girl. I thought she right. seemed like snarky and smart. I I thought I thought of you when she was telling her life story. I was like, oh, it's like if Matt was a redheaded girl. <laughs> Why? Because she applied a million times and then finally got on. Yes, exactly. And I think she's just a super fan, and she just seems like. She seems sort of not into it, but you can tell she's actually very yeah. into it. So she's sort of like the redhead from Hunger Games, the fox. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess I feel like I didn't look up the stats, but I feel like a man usually wins. Is that true? Um, I think it's pretty even, men and women. Oh, really? Yeah. In Big Brother, men win far more often but i think in survivor it's pretty it's like a pretty even split and a lot of people who are minorities have also won survivor so it's despite the fact that they're not as many of them cast on each season which is a whole nother issue but right uh, i don't know did you have a favorite oh my gosh i don't even know i mean favorite personality like person yeah yeah i guess um i guess i liked the brunette who found the idol who's like friends with the returnee oh yes lauren i think yes so she seemed chill and cool and like not conniving in an annoying way but i was wondering do you think because you said it sort of has become more about the social aspects so do you have to be one of the liked people to win usually? Yeah. So I guess another thing is the way that I don't know if you know this or not, but the way that you win the game is at a certain point, the people who the first people who get voted off, like they just well, I don't know exactly how it's going to work this season with the Extinction Island. But in general, the people who get voted out early just like are gone. They like go on vacation somewhere and and are gone. But at a certain point, once <laughs> they merge the tribes together, the people who get voted out 
join what's called the jury and then at the end when the the final three people are left the jury votes on who wins so it's like you have to vote these people out but then you still have to have them like you more than the other two people that you're with at the end so so that creates a whole nother dynamic of like well if someone's too likable you want to get rid of them because you don't want to be sitting next to somebody who's really likable at the end but at the same time you can't yourself be like really hated because then nobody's gonna vote for you so it's like people there's like a fine line of of okay i need like people to like me but i don't but if too many people seem that they like they like me too much then maybe other people will vote me out (laughs) so again there's it's like all these little tiny complications Uh, yeah now i really want you to get on a season i know me too do you think you'd do well Oh, see, here's the thing. <laughs> I tell myself that I would do amazing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd be great. But yeah. it, every season, there's somebody on there who's like, I'm obsessed with this. This has been like my greatest like life goal. And they get on there and just flame out and do horribly because they like over strategize <laughs> yeah. and they're like doing too many things at once. And then <laughs> and people catch on to them or they think that they're more charming than they are, which is probably the case with me. <laughs> so so but do you know how to swim oh yes i'm a good swimmer oh well there you go yeah Yeah, it's it's ridiculous to me that somebody would sign up for the show and not be able to swim (laughs) like the guy who who was in the second episode who got voted out in the second episode didn't like got voted out because he didn't know how to swim i know well he tried he taught himself to swim when he got cast so that was really sweet i thought it was a really brave of him and cool and he was only like 19 so i mean he was yeah i wish i wanted more people to like care and help him you know i mean maybe not during a challenge but like they could have been in there swimming like reem was it was like and everyone was so mad when they did that they're like oh they've already formed an alliance it's like guys just chill out help each other out Yeah, I can't watch it. It's too competitive. It's just like, why can't we all just be friends? You're not going to keep watching it, Shelby? <laughs> you have to at least finish the season. I mean, I'll probably like when I'm like, I probably won't watch it religiously, but I I imagine that I'll finish the season. Oh, Does yes. that make sense? Yes, yes. Well, that's good. So I'll probably like turn it on every now and then and just watch. I mean, the challenges are cool. And um I really want to figure out what the F idols are. Are they just Easter eggs like hidden all over the place? Like you don't know how many there are or Yeah. or how how to fight them all or they all do different things? Well, so they're the <laughs> actual idol is is what i was describing earlier that like you can play it for yourself and then you don't get votes right. but in recent seasons they have also added like hidden advantages which are like you get an <laughs> extra vote you get to cancel someone's vote you get to like all kinds of weird things and sometimes those work out well and sometimes they don't but the yeah. But so they're like just hidden all kinds of places. So sometimes they'll just be like in a tree. Sometimes you'll get a clue and then have to find it somewhere else. Like sometimes they're hidden at challenges. So you'll find like a note that says, okay, like at this part of the challenge, there's like a piece of wood that snaps off and that's the idol. And so then these 
contestants <laughs> will have to try to like go over and get this idol during the competition without other people <laughs> noticing. Like there's all kinds of different ways that they have. So that's the, that was my question too, is once you find an idol, is it yours? No questions asked or can people like steal it if you're not looking No, at it's it? yours and you can't, and they can't steal it, but you can give it to somebody else. So sometimes okay. like if we're in an alliance <laughs> and I think they're going to vote out you and not me, I could give my idol to you, which also, oh, thank you. which also, like has drama in it because there have been people who like thought they were safe and given their idols to someone else when in actuality Mm. they were gonna get like they got voted out this has just become a survivor q a basically basically i mean (laughs) i mean it's entertaining do you like this season so far like is it a pretty good one to you or do you is it just so so um i mean it's kind of hard to say last season season 37 was phenomenal like one of the best seasons in years and just because the cast was insane and the things and the moments that they had were so great so this i would say so far is pretty average it's not like i don't hate it but i don't necessarily love it a ton either right but i will say this that Mm. i have had multiple friends over the years that i have like conned into watching parts of a season (laughs) and i swear almost all of them are still watching like i have a whole group of friends from college who i convinced to watch with me like when i was there and they still watch this show even though i have not lived near them in you know like years (laughs) so it like once once you get hooked on it i feel like you get sucked in i'm gonna start i'm gonna start calling you asking for weekly updates and you can describe the episodes yes me, yes because your mom won't let you watch because watch. there's i can't watch men the and saggy briefs yeah. and you could get turned yeah. on <laughs> it's honestly no it's honestly like hard to watch that like it's a turn off like it's like oh i'm just so distracted by their saggy gross underwear it's like just choose better underwear. That's my takeaway for anyone applying to Survivor. I will say this. This season, there were several... Like, I feel like usually the people's <laughs> underwear looks like fairly... There were some people who looked like they had were wearing underwear that was like years old. Like Keith, yes! the guy who got voted out in the yes! last episode. I don't know where he got those boxers, but they were ratty. <laughs> like so ratty. I hate it. I'm just like so distracted by it. It is just like hideous and it just gross how do you feel about the the classic survivor fashion trend of wearing your buff which (laughs) is like the bandana bandana, (laughs) as a tube top because that's a classic i love it it really did it triggered a memory like i remembered that part of survivor it was like oh survivor (laughs) i recognize this so i appreciated it yeah uh, that's probably why i like her is um the lauren chick is she seems to be she seems to be the most she chose the best underwear and she knows how to accessorize with her survivor band and she found the idol and she seems nice enough and normal enough that i just like i i like her as a human too so yeah I think that's a so I think that's a vote. good pick. I think she could be the winner. You know? Yeah. I don't know. She's probably too nice. Well, but the fact that she was like, "Oh, I'm obsessed with Kelly Wentworth, the returner, but I'm not going to tell her that I have an idol." I feel like is a bit mm. is is good strategy because a lot of the times people when they get idols right. tell somebody else and then the word gets around and then they try to vote them out because they have an idol and they want to like get rid of it get rid of it yeah right Hmm, i was wondering what the strategy was for not telling people yeah 
You make a lot of sense. I hope your time comes. I hope you get on the show and you can put all this expertise. Oh my to gosh, work. I can. <laughs> I am just. I have. A, I'm having a vision of the future where, like, I get on the show. I'm so excited. You're like Matthew. Our podcast is going to be like we're going to get so many more listeners now that you're going to be on the show. <laughs> and I go on the show, get voted out in the first episode in like a blaze of glory, <laughs> and you're just like mock me for all eternity. <laughs> Dreams really do come true. <laughs> I just hope. I hope you, if you only last one episode, I pray that you just learn to throw baskets of fruit better into the water so that it doesn't just oh yeah fly everywhere because that that really stressed me out because at the very beginning they give you like two minutes to get everything you possibly can off this ship and then into your little rowboat and they if we're not making any strategical sense i was oh, like no. what are you guys doing right now like it just stressed me out i don't think they got anything onto those boats i never understand that part because they just like <laughs> take things and just chuck it up there's like all kinds of fruit just like bobbing in the water they just <laughs> yes. throw things up and i'm like just like lower it or something i don't know yeah do something just put some get someone in the water first and then let them at least try and catch it so that not everything falls out sometimes just, they'll have like chickens on there and they'll like throw the chicken <laughs> overboard and it's like oh flying gosh. somewhere like, like it's crazy <laughs> then they have to try to catch yeah. it in the water it, it wasn't a great look none of them seemed to know what they were doing or yeah. how to strategize as a team it was just chaos in the worst way you, you know what my favorite moment of the first two episodes, though, was? Was the whole montage about how the one returner, Aubrey, thought that she was doing a good job creating alliances, and really she was just telling all the same people the exact same, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. terrible shtick. She's like, I just want to create <laughs> yeah. a dialogue with you. You yeah, remind me of myself back with the first time <laughs> I fight. And it's just like a super cut of her <laughs> yeah. telling all of the people the same thing, and then them being yeah. like, yeah, she told me she wanted to create a dialogue with me, and then I reminded her of my <laughs> well that's what i don't get about because i watch the bachelor and um so there's like i don't get when people don't like they can't process that they're being filmed that yes. everything they're saying is going to come back to bite them like do they not understand or do they just not care like i don't get it yeah i don't know i don't know if she just like <laughs> thought like, that this was a good strategy or what but... yeah did you not think people would not talk about this like i don't she seems pretty clueless for being a returnee. I don't respect her. Yeah, I, I didn't like her on her first two seasons, and I don't think she's great on this one either, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's wild. I like the, the cute guy who returned. And honestly, the other returnee who's like the quiet, dorky-looking dude, he seems to be playing the game pretty well. No one like cares about him. Yeah, I think he's doing but really well. But they all well. respect him. I, yeah. I also like the random old man who was like, we need to come up with a dance before the tribal council and was like <laughs> teaching everybody this ridiculous dance number. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. See, that's what I liked is the, the team who won. Obviously, they're in better spirits. So I get it. But it seemed like they were also winning because they had like a respect and like a community there. Whereas the other team was just a hot mess because they were so catty and like mean from the get go with how they treated Reem and Keith and whatever. Like I just did not like them. (laughs) 
that that's how a lot of seasons go where like there's one team that is a real hot mess and the other team is good the first there was a season early on like maybe season nine or ten because they used to not swap the tribes at all they were just two separate tribes until the merge and there was a a tribe that lost every single competition and it got down to one person (laughs) so the one tribe had like nine people on it and the other tribe was just one girl and so after that they started like mixing the tribes together more Mm -hmm. so that they didn't they weren't like quite as lopsided at the end but yeah this poor girl was just like alone crying in her hut with having to having voted everybody off of her entire tribe and then of course the merge happens and she gets voted out like immediately because the other (laughs) tribe has 10 people left so that is amazing but okay well that's probably enough survivor thank you for watching (laughs) and for letting this episode be a thing my gosh i mean i learned a lot and i i think i understand your um obsession a little more and really i just want your dreams to come true because i think the world would be greater for it is having matthew huff on the (laughs) on the survivor island I um, honestly feel like I would be such good casting for that show. <laughs> I mean, just like lugging a snake up over the edge. Yeah. Oh just gosh. Crawling yeah. through the dirt, like walking over a balance beam. I just, I would love it. Every moment. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so bad at those challenges, dear lord. Oh my gosh. And and the yeah. and I'm good at puzzles, but those like ring tossy type things that they have oh, a lot. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. But but I'd be really good at complaining about the other people who are on the island with me. Oh, right. So that's it. You just have to beat out one person, right? Like, that's the strategy you could go in with. It's like, maybe you're not the strongest player, but there's always going to be someone worse. Oh, yeah. Know? That's a strat. There, that, there is someone who has won <laughs> twice, and her strategy is called Anybody But Me. And basically, every episode, she's like, I don't care who we vote out. Just as long as it's not me, I will vote for whoever you tell me to. And it's worked. So... You know, you're on it, things, Shelby. You, I feel like (laughs) the survivor brain is working. Maybe you and I could go on one of those, one of the seasons where they have duos. (laughs) Yeah, yes, we can be the hustlers because we have a podcast. Yeah, yes, yeah. You can talk it. You can be like, oh, it's not that good, and oh, I hate my podcast. No one listened to it on national television. We would be on the white people tribe together if if we got on that (laughs) season. Sometimes they split boys versus girls. Sometimes they split based on like age, which is always a mistake because the old people tribe (laughs) just gets like whooped in all the competitions by the young people (laughs) tribe. Yeah. Should I apply? Like, what would you, how would you feel if I got Oh my gosh. I, I have... I have legitimately thought about if someone I knew got on the show. Somebody who went (laughs) to high school with one of my friends got on the show. And I legitimately hated him the entire season solely because he was like from the same area of Michigan as I was. And I was like, dang it, that was my spot. And you gave it to this guy. And I would have been better TV. But I probably wouldn't have because he was pretty entertaining. But still... Uh, I went okay. Well, we'll, last, we'll have to work on your yeah. <laughs> last survivor story, and then and then we'll move on. I swear. Okay, please. So usually I audition 
via videotape because that's how you do it. You know, you like film yourself and right. send it in. One year I decided I was going to go to an open casting call. <laughs> and there was one in it's it listed on the website that it was in Cleveland, Ohio. So I went down mm-hmm. to Ohio. Turns out it wasn't in Cleveland. It was on an island in the middle of like Lake Erie an hour away. I had to take this ferry boat to this island. And I thought how big could this island be? Whatever. I got off the ferry boat and I was like I'll just walk to this bar where this casting supposedly is. The island was huge and it was took it was like 3 miles long. I had to walk. I was wearing oh, these shoes and my they were cutting into the back oh, of my feet man. and my feet started bleeding. So I took off the shoes and was like walking barefoot across this island. Then the bottom of my feet started bleeding. So I put my shoes back on. Oh, I realized at some point in the process I had lost one of my socks. So then I had to keep <laughs> switching the sock back and forth and you from one go foot on to survivor. another. Yeah, exactly. But and so I got so then I get there and I'm in line. I wait in line like five hours to audition. And basically (laughs) they just have a camera set up there and you get to talk for one minute to the camera and then they sent all the footage to California. I was like, this is the biggest waste of time that I have ever (laughs) experienced. And halfway through the day, it just started downpouring, like raining the entire time. But you can't (laughs) complain while you're waiting in line for Survivor about it raining because people are like, well, this is what it's going to be like on the island. It's like, yeah, but if there's a difference between it raining in Cleveland while I'm standing here like waiting for it and and me being on the island, I would appreciate it more if I was out there. All this to say, don't go to an open casting call because it was a disaster right. of an experience. That's and it's just bad. better That's to send in a video, although that hasn't worked out for me anymore. So <laughs> I cannot wait to see those videos. Honestly, I'm I am not so sending them to you. That. How embarrassing. Oh I could give you critical feedback. No. I am a new set of eyes. I can help you. I'm like very gifted in the resume department. It's like, it's something I'm really good at is selling things. You know, I think you should trust me. Just send me a couple and I'll just whip together a highlight reel. (laughs) Okay. Highlight from the last (laughs) 10 years of me applying for this show. Oh, gosh. That could be cute. It could show your dedication. You see, it's already, my brain's already working. When I applied the first time, you had to record an actual videotape and send it in which i did like a vhs i sent in the mail to them now you just apply online but oh yes my. oh well that's so good i mean that's just amazing to see the inner workings of your mind and really see what makes you tick so thank you for sharing that, that part of yourself oh, with us gosh. <laughs> What a disaster. I'm ne- they're never going to cast me on this show. And I should just acknowledge it, but I can't. Some nights after I watch it, I legitimately can't sleep for like several hours based on because I just want to be on it so bad. That is so sweet. Oh, Or Matt. embarrassing. Or embarrassing. I, okay. No. Uh, moving we'll, on. Moving we'll on. Make it okay. Love, okay, it, okay. love it or hate it, Shelby. What do you have? Um. So Rob and I went and saw Fighting with My Family. Oh, I want to see the, that. Yeah, it was the it was the um WWE movie produced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, it's about a true story, I guess, basically about this family in like oh, I want to say Ireland, England or something. No, yeah, England. Cersei <laughs> yeah. Lannister is um, the mom. <laughs> Yeah. And they grow up in this wrestling family, go to tryouts for the WWE, and only the sister gets it, who sort of is the 
anyways, it's about like family relationships and all this. It was cute. It was funny. Um, what's his face? Isn't it? He was good. And <laughs> the coach. Oh, the man, I should have looked this up. No. All I know him from is the lost world, but everyone forgets he's in that. Just a second. It's going to be, I'm going to remember the name. It's not going to be anybody impressive. No, it's not. And that's why this is embarrassing. It's not worth this effort. I should have just looked this up already. He's like a famous guy who's like in a bunch of stuff um, as like bit characters all the time. And his name is Vince Boss. <laughs> Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. That's the person you couldn't remember? Yes. And I'm just like, he's in the Lost World. He's in the Lost World. Is like he is? One side character. Yeah. <laughs> no one remembers he's, he's in, in it, like Dodgeball. Uh... Yeah, I know. I know. It's obvious now. But anyways, he's in it. He does a good job. There's a really funny line about a breakup. It's just, it was good. It was about as good as you expect. But what was interesting about it is it's about the WWE, which is like, fake wrestling right like we can all like we all watch glow we know that this is staged and even in the movie they kind of like address it where it's like she's trying to teach these pretty blonde models that there are rules to this style of wrestling because it's not really about beating someone up it's about putting on a show and it's like a dance but in the end i mean this is a slight spoiler alert but not really because obviously this is going to happen she gets into the ring And it's supposed to be this big moment where she wins. And you're just kind of like, yeah, but wasn't that planned? Like, isn't that... (laughs) Are we just supposed to believe this was just like she made it happen? Like, it's like it's scripted. So it sort of like robbed the moment for me. But it was sweet. It was funny. (laughs) It's on my list of things to go see. And the list is is shrinking. Now that the Oscars are done, I'm like looking around for (laughs) stuff to watch. Okay, this... If if we didn't think the survivor section of this podcast was embarrassing for me, I feel like <laughs> this next is like I don't know. So I have a movie that I thought was really, really, really good, which I don't think anybody else liked. Would you care to venture a guess as to what movie in theaters I'm talking about? I'm trying to even think of what's in theaters. I mean, I don't. What even came out? There's like the dragon one, and there's fighting with my family and is it isn't it romantic yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought this movie was so good so good and extended so good no this is embarrassing this is embarrassing not because it's a girly movie or chick flick (laughs) it's just not a good movie i thought it was so funny (laughs) So funny. There you go again with that extended so. I mean, Look, really? I think I okay. might be Rebel Wilson's only fan that is still left <laughs> in the world, but I think she's hysterical. I love the Pitch Perfect movies. She's good. She was great and Adam Adam Devine is back who's her he's like sort of boyfriend cute. in there. I love and him. He's yeah. good and Priyanka Chopra's in it and she was funny and <laughs> she was okay. And there was like musical numbers in it, which were entertaining. And also I saw part of it being filmed at one point because it filmed near my oh, house, some right. of it. And <laughs> I was just, I, uh, the whole time, I like I could have watched it three times in a row. That's how much I liked oh it. Oh my gosh. Oh, every time I think, you know what? Matt and I have similar tastes. Like we, we make sense. And then you say something like this and I'm like, where? 
where do you get this? Like, I don't know if I can predict what movies you'll like versus ones you won't. I just, I don't know how it works for you, Matt. It was just, I loved that they set up at the beginning, oh, these are all the annoying things about romantic comedies. And then she hits her head (laughs) and like hallucinates that she's in a romantic comedy and it just like plays all the jokes so well. Well, I just wanted it to be more like I liked the premise, but I felt like they didn't fully commit. Like I felt like they should have done more or or gone further. I don't know. I was left a little disappointed. I mean, it was fun, but it just wasn't so good. (laughs) It's currently uh, number two on my movie rankings for the year after (laughs) the Lego movie. Word. Oh, well, at least it beat Glass. I mean, Serenity. So (laughs) yes, and definitely beat Glass. Glass is still (laughs) at the bottom. (laughs) That is just a shame. Serenity was good. The serenity was was good. <laughs> your, is my mind going? <laughs> yeah, what I don't know. I don't know what me. this means for our podcast. It's like your top two movies so far are <laughs> movies no one liked. I know. I and I and I was okay. reading the reviews afterward, and I was like, why didn't anybody like this movie? I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> And you know what else I'm really excited for, which nobody's going to be into? The Anne Hathaway Rebel Wilson spy movie that comes out in a couple months. That one looks better, except I wish Anne Hathaway didn't have an accent. I just don't think she's good at accents. Well, she's like, she does multiple accents, so I don't know what's going on in that. Well, she's playing a British person, but but then the British person also goes and plays different characters you know? yeah and some but of them are her american characters british so yeah. she's doing her normal voice for part of it i guess as well <laughs> yeah but yeah anyways i'm sh- i'm sure i'm willing to make a gander that that is going to be better than isn't it romantic <laughs> i don't know isn't it romantic it has it has <laughs> mama mia here we go again upside that's what isn't oh it romantic it knew exactly it what did. it was it didn't try to be anything else and it had a really big fun like choreographed dance number at the end which i'm yeah, always there great. for so yeah <laughs> well what an interesting podcast episode honestly <laughs> just just a little bit too much um, information from Matt, but what? I'm glad we've all gotten to know you a little better. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, after your uh, digression into the mind oh, of yeah. Taylor Swift fans the last Taylor week, Swift. it was That's due. fair. That's fair. That's fair. We're even now. We've both uh, shown a little, a little too much of our <laughs> shameful secrets. Yeah. But hey, that's what's good about our show. Is there's something for everyone. So <laughs> yeah. to the one other person out there who liked Isn't It Romantic, boy, you must feel very seen right <laughs> now. Message me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I guess follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. You can send us an email. P.S. You're wrong and P.S. You're wrong at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Yes. And um, we're looking to mix things up a little bit. So don't be surprised if our episodes uh, turn out a little different or get a little spliced up. We'll see. So, yes, we're thinking about restructuring stuff. And we'll be back next week with an episode (laughs) on Captain Marvel. So sure to be a movie that I like less than isn't it romantic. (laughs) The real hero is Rebel Wilson. And that's the truth. Please, 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 please. (laughs) 
we're gonna have to revisit this whole podcast thing if that's true but i guess we'll see next week so (laughs) bye everybody (laughs) 